Welcome back to another show of Smark Mania. Hey. With me here is my lovely wife, Andrea. Hi, guys. I'm your host, Mike. And uh, this week we're going to go over a couple of things that we watched this week uh, with wrestling. Mm -hmm. uh, we watched, obviously at the beginning of the week, we had Royal Rumble. That was yeah. quite exciting. And then we had... Uh, Raw, SmackDown, uh, which you watched both of those. I did. With me, and and I also watched 205 Live real quick um, just to see what that was all about. So I'm going to go over that real quick since I'm the only one who watched that. And, you know, 205 Live is a shorter show anyways. So in mm -hmm. 205 Live um, this week... Uh, Daniel Bryan came out at the beginning of the show for a promo to introduce the new GM of 205 Live, which is going to be Drake Maverick. He was also known as Rockstar Spud. Uh, and then at the same time, Drake Maverick announced that um, they're going to hold a 16-man tournament for the Cruiserweight title since WWE recently uh, fired uh, Enzo Amore. And uh, that night they had, they started the 16-man single elimination tournament. Um, w in, and in this 16-man uh, elimination tournament, it turns out the, you know, the two finalists are going to meet and go against each other at WrestleMania awesome. uh, for the title. And so in the first round, we had Cedric Alexander versus Grand Metalik, and Cedric Alexander won that match. And then we had TJP versus Tyler Bate, and TJP ended up winning that match. So overall, pretty good show. Uh, it was just those were the only two matches of the night, but they were exciting matches. Two hundred five live guys, you know, they're the mm -hmm. two hundred five and under weight division, and they're uh, the high flyers and everything. So it was fun to watch. It'll be exciting to see over the you know weeks and months leading up to WrestleMania having the tournament play out and see who ends up being the finalist to go for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, so let's go back before that to the more towards the beginning of the week. And um, so <coughs> again, this week uh, was the week right after the Royal Rumble, which was, you know, quite historic. So we had the first Women's Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. um, Ronda Rousey was announced. And then Raw... Uh, the next day, typically this is one of the biggest shows of the year for Raw because it comes right after the Royal Rumble. The biggest show of the year every year for the Monday Night Raw show is the show right after WrestleMania itself. Yeah. Um, so for Raw, um, just kind of get an idea overall for that show. What did you, what did you think of the show on Monday? I, I thought it was. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was a good show too, but I felt like it didn't quite keep the momentum going after what just happened on Royal Rumble. I mean, we just had the first ever Women's Royal Rumble match. Ronda Rousey just got confirmed that she's going to join WWE, so they had a lot of momentum going. I don't feel like they quite kept the whole momentum going through that Monday Night Raw. Mm -mm. Um, but, I mean, overall, yeah. it was still a good show. So let's just kind of go over some things that happened at the beginning of the show. Stephanie McMahon came out, did a promo, um, you know, and they talked about the first ever Women's Royal Rumble, but then she also announced 
that Alexa Bliss is going to um, defend her uh, title in the first ever women's elimination match mm-hmm. um, at the next uh, pay-per-view. So that's pretty exciting yeah. uh, to get to see another women's first this year. So good things coming for the women's division. For sure. And then Asuka came out um, and joined and, uh, you know, because when Roy when Ronda Rousey interrupted the WrestleMania, she never announced who she was going to face uh, for the title, whether it was going to be mm-hmm. Charlotte or Alexa. Yeah. But then during this, we still didn't find out who she was going to face. I don't right. think. I didn't notice them say because then Sasha Banks came out and interrupted, interrupted her. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they ended up, you know, getting an argument. And then Stephanie McMahon made the match uh, for that night which happened later on in the show. And then after that, the next thing that happened was a last man standing match between Braun Strowman and Kane. And uh, this one was, you know, over pretty quick. Braun Strowman handled Kane pretty bad and then flipped over the stage on Kane. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... (laughs) They had to take Kane out of the arena, get him to the medical center. Right. (laughs) What did you think of that, Mom? (laughs) <laughs> well, I thought that was pretty silly, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, did they ever announce later on? Did Kane ever come back? Or yeah, I they. Uh, one of the announcers said that. Uh, so Kane has this signature move, and Undertaker too, where if they got knocked down flat on their back during the ring, they would, you know, fall down flat on their back. Boom, they'd sit straight up while, you know, while still sitting on their butt on the ring, but, like, they would sit up uh-huh. from their waist up. Yeah. And he said that's what Kane did at the medical center and then crawled his way out of the medical center. Oh, I remember that part. Okay, yeah. you remember now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. These these storylines that they always do with somebody having to go to the medical center, is al- they're always kind of silly to me but yeah it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> and then uh what happened after that um after that um we had a match between Elias and Matt Hardy and uh Elias won mm-hmm. because Bray Wyatt interrupted with you know his little you know his little oh, laughing yeah. screen thing to Interrupt yeah. the match, which distracted Matt Hardy, so Elias won. Yeah. And um, I feel like this was for something. Yes, oh, okay, so the matches that happened this night, all these um, matches um, were to qualify um, for the men to get into an Elimination Chamber match oh at right. the next um pay-per-view as well did you find out what that was or what that is no uh, i i again i fell off a couple of years uh of watching wrestling the last time i watched wrestling there was no such thing as elimination chamber uh match um i was gonna look that up i figured so i knew what the what the elimination chamber match was but i never got around to it so that's some homework i'll have to do this week to figure out exactly what elimination <laughs> chamber match is. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, so far, Braun Strowman won the first one between Kane. So Braun Strowman is in, and then Elias beat Matt Hardy. So Elias got in. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we had the intercontinental intercontinental title match between Roman Reigns and The Miz, with The Miz um, defending and Roman Reigns getting his rematch to re- uh, to get the title back. And then mm-hmm. uh, The Miz won that match. He yeah. got a little bit of help from The Miz Taraj. Oh, yep, yep, yeah. he did. But, I mean, overall, I like that. I, I, I like The Miz as a champion. You know, I feel like he has to have some... He should be holding one of the belts in the WWE. Okay. Well, I like Roman Reigns. Yeah, well, like I said, Roman Reigns, I feel like they're holding him. They're going to give him a place for one of the other championships, but I feel like The Miz needs one, too. So the Intercontinental title is a good one for him to hold. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Do you think The Miz should have a title at all? Like, do you feel yeah, like I he's think a he big... Yeah, he should. He's been doing it for a while, and... Yeah, and I feel like he's a big enough star yeah. in my eyes. I mean, that's usually the guys who hold the title, whether, you, whether you're a good guy or you're just really good at playing a bad guy. If you're really good at your job, if you're a top one of the top guys, you, those are usually the guys that you are holding a title. Yeah. And I feel like The Miz, just overall, everything he does, he, he is one of the top performers in my eyes. Yeah, he is. Okay, so after that, um, they had a little promo where they announced that the Dudley Boys um, were going to be inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame this year. I, myself, grew up uh, watching the Dudley Boys. I loved the Dudley Boys growing up. Uh, they had a lot of great hardcore matches. I loved watching all those hardcore matches that they were involved with, you know, uh, doing extreme things. Andrea herself did not grow mm-hmm. up watching wrestling, so she didn't know who the Dudley Boys were. So mm-hmm. I know that she looked up uh, some things about the Dudley Boys so you could tell us a little bit about them and that you would know who they were. All right. Well, feel free to add on or correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so the Dudley Boys, um, they're being inducted to the Hall of Fame, like you said. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Um, they are made up of Mark LaMonaco and Devin Hughes. Mark being Bubba Ray Dudley, his persona was a hillbilly type, dancing, singing, yeehaw. Yeah. Um, and then Devin Hughes was Devon Dudley. I guess he was more of a serious type. And yeah. They actually pronounce it Devon. Sorry, <laughs> Devon. <laughs> I apologize. Um, so he was more serious. Didn't think. that um well i forgot to mention they were part of the dudley brothers so that's how that all came to be the um so basically they were kayfabe half brothers um they're professional wrestling tag team as you guys know well, not maybe not everybody knows. Maybe there's new people to the show, new to watching wrestling, like yourself. 
Oh, okay. They've been active since 96 through 20, what was it, 2013, and again from 20, oh, no, 96 to 2010, and then again from 2013 to 2016. Um, so, let's see, what else do I have here? Well-known in extreme championship wrestling. That's basically how they started. Um... Bubba Ray started in October 95, and then Devon, yeah, Devon, yeah, uh, started in 96 following. Um, they won back in their Extreme Championship wrestling days. They won uh, ECW Tag Team Championship eight times. Finally joined the WWF in 99, won a WWE Tag Team Championship one time, and WWF World Tag Team eight times, and a WCW World Tag Team one time, and in their, I guess, their bits. What would you call it? Their little ring. Their angle. Their angle. So, anyways, they would—they're notorious for using tables in their matches, and participated in the first tables, uh, ladders and chairs. Yep, a TLC match. Match, yeah. Um, I believe that was with. The Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian. And then there was one more. W was there one more team? I there don't was remember. There was one more team. Okay. It was a long time ago. I don't remember who the other team was. Yeah. But I, I remember, remember, I remember being, you know, young at the time. Mm-hmm. And thinking that that was quite an awesome match to watch. I remember that much. And I remember those three teams being in it. And it was pretty awesome. Yeah, or maybe there wasn't another one. Maybe I thought whatever. What was the last one that you said? The Edge and Christian. Yeah, I thought maybe those were two different ones. <laughs> <laughs> no. I could be mistaken. They were part of a group called the Brood. Okay. So maybe that's what you're thinking of. Maybe. Oh, well, maybe then. Yeah. That could be it. Yeah. Yeah. Well I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> Anyways, any more you got to tell us about the Dudley Boys? Nope. That's it. Well, it sounds like they won a lot of championships, so they definitely sound like they are very deserving to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. They definitely won a lot of championships. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for the little history <laughs> lesson there on the Dudley Boys. You're welcome. Let's go on to the rest of the show. And, in fact, it's so the next match that happened at Raw, I want to talk a little bit about was Sasha Banks versus Asuka. And Asuka got the win here, and uh, I felt like this was another this was another good match for mm -hmm. the women's division. Uh, I really like Sasha. She seems like she's turning heel, which I think is a good move for her because the women's division has quite a few like babyface characters. So I feel like they could use another couple of got people who are 
you know, top performers who can play the heel and Sasha seems like, you know, she's just overall good at what she does, so she could I could see her easily like being able to pull off playing the heel. Yeah. But the other thing I really wanted to talk about this match, so Asuka got the win. So at some point during this match though, the Sasha uh, Sasha threw Asuka out of the ring and then she ran against the ropes and then she does a dive through the middle rope. Asuka throws up a kick, but then it looked like Sasha got her knee pads like they like got caught up on the middle yeah. rope that she was diving through and she took a pretty nasty bump there where she like got caught on the rope, hit her head on the ring, then yeah. kind of fell down on the ground. At one mo- point like the camera still like caught on them you see Asuka kind of like check on her to make sure that she's really okay and didn't really get hurt because it looked pretty bad yeah but it's something like I heard somebody else uh talk about but a lot of these moves didn't get attempted that often when I was younger like there's I almost see it on every show every week where it seems like somebody's making some sort of dive from inside the ring to the outside of the ring, which is kind of a risky move because you're going mm. from inside the ring, you're going, to, you're jumping to the outside, either through the yeah. middle rope or over the top rope, going from, you don't know, the mat is like designed to help them take some of the blow, but if yeah. you're jumping to the outside, sometimes they have like little you know, foam padding out there, but they don't have anything real protective. You're yeah. jumping out there on the cement. So, and, like, I mean, these wrestlers, they're putting on a good performance, but sometimes mm-hmm. I worry, like, maybe, like, they're doing a little too much to try to put us over. They should, you know. I know Vince McMahon, he, like, sets the rules what for what people are allowed to do, like, what moves they're allowed to do, what they can do. I just feel like, especially jumping from inside of the ring to the outside is kind of, like, a big risky move anyways. So I feel like that's something you should save for doing only every once in a while. Because mm-hmm. um, there is a higher risk of getting hurt. And it feels like over the last month, it seems like they've been doing it a lot. And every week somebody's gotten hurt. Like before they fired Enzo Amore, um, with what happened to him, he got hurt the week before. from, And he was the one that was taking the bump. Cedric Alexander jumped to the outside and jumped on top of him. But mm-hmm. the guy who's getting jumped on, they still have to be there to brace the the mm-hmm. fall of the person that's jumping from the outside. Yeah. So there's a good chance that yeah, you can you know, you can hurt your ankle. And then uh yeah. I I can't it was I think it was sometime in December, Dean Ambrose did the same kind of thing. He was jumping from inside the ring to the outside and he ended up hurting his wrist. Um just a few examples I can think of that it seems like it's been happening a lot lately where, you know, and then this thing with Asuka, I mean, mm-hmm. with Sasha, seems like a lot of people have be been getting hurt lately, so maybe they should try to tempt that down a little bit. <laughs> but, I mean, overall, the match was good. So, I mean, it was good to see, and I'm glad that Sasha didn't end up not really getting hurt yeah. during that match. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been horrible, yeah. especially. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just want to say one more thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't Asuka also jump through the ring, too, to get... Oh, yeah, that's right. And then, yeah, because then at the end... To get Sasha like, in. Yeah, uh, Asuka 
does something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oscar's like she's like she had to do it. So yeah, well. yeah. Oscar like ties Sasha up in the ropes, and then so she runs to the other side of the ropes to uh, bounce off, and then she comes at her, and then Sasha uh, ducks out of the way and pulls the middle rope down, and then so Oscar goes flying out through the middle rope there, and yeah, that one looked like it could have been. Yeah. That w- that could ended up bad too. So I feel like yeah, they should just try to tone it down and like Vince McMahon should go to them and say like, hey, yeah, you guys like these kind of moves like win the crowd over. But if you're doing them all the time, then people just expect it anyways. Yeah. So then it becomes not as exciting, and you're just having it happen more often where people are more at risk of like you know actually getting injured. Right. Which you don't want, especially mm-hmm. for your big stars. You don't want them to have to miss a lot of time or mm-hmm. you know end their career or anything but yeah i mean uh so we'll see what happens there uh let's move on what else what else happened that night there's only a couple more things so next we had the tag team title match between sheamus and cesaro and apollo cruz and titus o'neill um i thought this was a good match i really like sheamus and cesaro mm-hmm. um Apollo Crews and Titus O'Neil. Uh, Titus O'Neil, he's not so good. I don't really. No. <laughs> he's not a great in-ring performer. No. Um, <laughs> uh, but I like Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews is a pretty good performer. Um, so I like a lot of the stuff that he did during the match. But overall, the rest of the match was just so-so. And you know, Sheamus and Cesaro won, keeping the title as they should. I mean. Like I said, like I said, I think Apollo Cruz is good, but Titus O'Neil is just kind of there because he's a big guy. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really do a whole lot exceptionally well inside the ring. No. Uh, I don't know much about him, but I've heard a lot of people say that Titus O'Neil does like a lot of like charity work outside of the ring as well. Okay. So that's another reason like th- they probably wouldn't ever like totally get rid of him because he does like a lot of good work outside of the ring and is mm-hmm. an ambassador for the WWE that way like within you know communities and stuff so okay I mean I guess we'll see yeah um okay so then for the finale was Finn Balor versus John Cena and this was again for another spot to be in the elimination mm-hmm. chamber uh, match coming up and boy uh you know they're still in Philadelphia they just uh uh, Royal Rumble there, and this was a chance, you know, because this is a chance to be in the Elimination Chamber match to get to go to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And John Cena being semi-retired now, that's all he shows up for is big events, is, you know, the big pay-per-view events like Royal Rumble he was at. And now he's yeah. in this match, which is going to get him to a match that will get him to WrestleMania. Um, but man, Fans were not, I mean, you could hear all the fans in Philly booing yeah. John Cena. Like, they just, they're ready for him to be done, I think. I mean, I yeah. think he's been played out. They don't want to see him taking up a spot. And I think it don't, the other fact that hurts it is that he's going against Finn Balor. And I think a lot of yeah. people really like Finn Balor. I really like Finn Balor. I like the way he performs inside the ring. And so it does kind of feel like John Cena's kind of getting in the way Right. <laughs> of somebody else who should be getting a shot to be at these other events. So I guess we'll see if uh, Finn Balor wins. No, they had the match already. What? John Cena won the match. 
I missed it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you weren't watching or paying attention at the time, or maybe <laughs> that's when you got up to do something. But yes, John Cena and Finn Balor had a match. They fought, th- and the fans were booing John Cena the whole time, and it was like really like getting in John Cena's head because he kept like mm-hmm. saying like, "What guys? Like, oh, I just want to go to WrestleMania." Like during the match, like mm-hmm. as fans were booing him, so. You know, I, I just think, yeah, people are kind of like, okay, dude, you've pretty much retired. We would like to see Finn Balor at WrestleMania because he's going to be around all the time. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, I feel like if John Cena wants to be showing up at big events, like, they can find matches for to make for him that would be special at those events, but not at expense of like keeping somebody else out because I don't know maybe they'll still find something for Finn Balor to do at WrestleMania but the way they set this match up it almost makes it feel like well they're giving a spot to John Cena and Finn Balor is out which I don't think people are happy about oh maybe Mm -hmm. we'll see maybe they'll trick us Mm, yeah I mean for you if you had to pick one of the two who would you would rather see in a match at WrestleMania? Well, I haven't been watching it for that long, so I don't mind watching John Cena. Mm, okay. But I could watch Finn Balor, too. Yeah. Okay, well, that was uh, the Raw show, so let's go ahead and let's move on to SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown this week. What's <laughs> that? Here's our little baby here, joining us for the show, making his voice heard. Okay, but, uh... So for SmackDown, uh, this show started out with Shinsuke Nakamura, um, coming out, you know, saying how he was gonna, you know, get to fight AJ Styles at WrestleMania, and he was gonna... you know, he doesn't speak good English yet, so he kept saying, knee to face, knee to face. He's going to do knee to face to everybody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was good. And then, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn come out and um, interrupted and complained that they should have won the match at Royal Rumble because, you know, like, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn never technically actually got the tag in. Their hands almost got close to each other, but... Daniel Bryan came out and said, tough luck, dudes. Like, that's mm-hmm. what happened. Um, AJ Styles um, comes out as well. And then uh, they set up a match that's going to be doing be between um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and Shinsuke Nakamura later that night. Um, and then um, also Daniel Bryan at that moment told... Not at that moment, but in the promo that ended up happening backstage, is that um, Daniel Bryan is going to force Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to fight against each other in a match uh, in this upcoming week, um, this upcoming SmackDown show. And uh, the winner of that match is going to get to fight against AJ Styles one on one for a title shot. So that kind of throw is a monkey wrench into the friendship of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, which we will see uh, have you know have some effects later in the show. Uh, right after that, we had Rusev versus Kofi Kingston versus Ginger Mahal versus Zack Ryder. Uh, 
and this was um, you know a fatal four way which the winner of this match was going to get a uh, title shot at the US title against Bobby Roode um, you know and I feel like um, with the whole Rusev thing the Rusev day thing that they got going on mm -hmm. uh, fans are being you know fans are a big fan of that little angle that they got going on with Rusev are you a fan of it I feel indifferent about it I feel. just felt like I was I don't know they just brought it on I'm like what is Rusev day or <laughs> I thought it was just part of his act that he does all the time every day is Rusev day but I right that not. is part of the act is every day is Rusev day right <laughs> and I think fans are like it yeah, okay. you know all the fans are now you know he's almost turned he's almost turned babyface just because fans like it so much I mean he was playing a heel Okay. But, you know, people like the Rusev Day thing so much and are chanting Rusev Day that he comes off he comes off kind of comical now and Yeah. You know, uh, almost like a good guy. Um mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, so Rusev actually ended up winning this match, so that means he's gonna yeah. get to go against Bobby Roode um for the US title. Uh, overall the match itself um wasn't that great. I mean the Fatal Four Ways it's always kind of hectic because you got four guys that all have to coordinate moves and everything together and it always kind of gets disjointed uh, but yeah. Rusev got the win so it'll be cool to see Bobby Roode and Rusev go against each other for a US title uh, next up what do we have um, oh this is something I want to talk about with Smackdown so we had a couple promos that happened next we had a mm -hmm. promotion with the Passion Police and the Ascension um and then, you know, Chad Gable and Chelsea Medjin came in and, like, tossed their stuff over and whatnot. Uh, but then after that, you know, after after Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin come toss over the Fashion Police stuff over and the Ascension stuff, uh, next we had the Usos promo where they come out with, like, some great energy like really pumped you up but I don't know what I hope this was just an experiment that they're testing out on Smackdown because uh, I didn't notice it on the Raw show but on Smackdown they kept throwing all these graphics up on the screen they kept putting all the words like as they were going oh yeah I you know that. they were like day one-ish and then it would come up on the screen the graphics would come up on the screen and then when the Usos came out and did their little promo in the ring they kept saying they got it on lock and then that stupid like jail cell door kept like yeah closing on the screen and like making that slamming sound i thought it was really bad and you know that it was something that was scripted mm -hmm. because every time they said we got it on lock or whatever they paused for like two or three seconds yeah because they know that a graphic is supposed to be playing on screen form between each thing like it just made it like too obviously scripted like we know it's scripted but you don't want to yeah. make it so obvious you know right. that like they're doing it and then every time you have a promo like as the guys are talking if the words are coming up on the screen that they're saying then you're just making it you're just making it that much more obvious yes this was scripted like you yeah. still want it even though you know it's scripted you want to make at least feel like it's like the people who are portraying it you know are acting like it's real yeah you know yeah i know i found it very distracting yeah it just 
took the whole, I don't know, the feeling, the emotion that's part of it away. Yeah. Well, because I feel like the Usos, they have such great energy, too. Like, I don't want to be distracted by those graphics coming up on screen or them having to pause when they cer- say certain things because they know a graphic's supposed to come up on screen. It kind of makes it, it doesn't flow. No. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. But after that, the Bludgeon Brothers came out against two random guys. I didn't even hear them say who the team was. It was obviously just two guys that they threw out there for the Bludgeon Brothers to beat up again. Mm-hmm. You know, because the Bludgeon Brothers have been coming out there and tearing everybody apart. And this was right yeah. after the Usos talked about how they're the best tag team ma- tag team out there. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that means we're going to see a, you know, crash collision course coming up but that's going to end up between the bludgeon brothers and the usos because i really like the what the bludgeon brothers do because of you know those two big guys and they're just going yeah. around slamming everybody mm-hmm. i like seeing that yeah kind of too. power yeah slamming guys around um let's see what here what do we do next um Daniel Bryan did a little promo again. Stupid graphics coming up on screen, but he talked about how the superstars are all gonna vote, you know, on other on each other, and they're gonna find out like some sort of superstar top ten thing. And then this played into a whole thing where Baron Corbin and Ty Dillinger have some kind of scat, and then we get a match made between Baron Corbin and Ty Dillinger. Now I'm not a great big fan of either of these guys, but mm-hmm. they ended up getting a match anyways right after that promo charlotte flair comes out for a promo and mm-hmm. then the riot squad interrupted and attacked her mm-hmm. and then uh, this was the one where carmella comes running out oh right w- yeah. with her money in the bank thing and yeah. she's trying to cash it in and yeah you know mm-hmm. this is you know like she's trying to hand it to the ref and the ref's like oh i don't what do i do or you what you want to cash it in now oh this is what you're trying to do? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, guys, come on. It's like every time, I haven't watched for years, but back when I was watching, they s- their w- the money in the bank match was a thing. And uh, it's like every time somebody tries to turn in the money in the bank mm-hmm. to use it, it's always like the ref's like confused. like they've never seen the money in the bank thing before and don't right. understand what's trying to go on. But in the end, the, the way they played the story out was you know the ref is like finally gets it and it's like okay yeah she's gonna cash it in but then somehow i don't remember but i think carmella's gonna try to she does something that she's gonna like try to do a kick or something on uh charlotte but then she ends up hitting the ref and the ref falls out of the ring with the mm-hmm. with the with the briefcase so yeah it ends up not working out for her so she just takes it back and says okay not tonight <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i thought it was kind of silly but yeah yeah that was silly yeah but i liked it good yeah i, li- I like carmella having the the money in the bank and because she's been holding on to it for a long time yeah i noticed that too like even last year i think when i just started watching the few shows with you i noticed that she had it too yeah yeah well that's what i was thinking that she's had it for a long time because usually i don't remember anybody holding on to the money in the bank briefcase for that long usually you know within a couple months it gets cashed in and that person either cashed it in and boom they failed 
and they look foolish because they try to cash it in in that sort of situation where they're trying to take advantage of something yeah. and they try to cash it in and then fail so they look foolish or they totally kept lies cash it in and then they look like a bad guy because they took advantage of somebody when they were down yeah but maybe i don't know like they've just been having her hold on to it forever yeah i don't know (laughs) okay so then after that little thing there we had uh the the match between baron corbin and ty dillinger baron corbin won Again, I don't know why this guy's winning. I'm not a big fan of Baron Corbin. No. I mean, the only thing I could say about this match really is, like, Baron Corbin's entrance to me is funny every time because he comes out and his music is playing and he puts his head down so that his hair is, you know, in front of his face and he's, like, dangling his head down. Mm-hmm. And I just say, man, every time I see Baron Corbin, I'm like, dude, I know somebody's had to tell this guy about his balding situation, his hairline yeah. going on, yeah. being thin in the front. Somebody just give him a haircut. <laughs> well, it's not a new look, I don't think. No, I mean, he's had it forever. I mean, that's why the guy should know better. I mean, somebody's got to... I mean, he's a big guy, so I'm sure he's muscular and he's scary, but I mean, so are a lot of the other guys in that locker room. Somebody should tell him, just <laughs> cut your hair, man. <laughs> maybe he wants to rock the balding. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe... Hair. Maybe people would take him more serious, or I could take him more serious if he would just get a haircut and, you know, not look so foolish. (laughs) He doesn't seem scary to me when you got a a balding patch like that right in front with such Mm. long hair behind it. He just looked foolish. (laughs) (laughs) Not a fan of the look. Uh, Okay. Anyways, he got the win, so Mm. we'll go on there. Um, What do we had next? Um, Next we had a match with... um, Bizongo uh, versus Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin. Of course, Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable won. I feel like, you know, that's just kind of the formula they got doing now, going now. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a match yet that I've seen where Brizongo comes out and they win a match. Rizongo is the one, they, they're the guys that do the fashion police. Yeah. Okay. With uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Like, I like those guys. They're good performers. Uh, but it seems like they usually use them to lose matches against bigger guys, right? Now. Well, that's how they're being utilized right now. Anyways. And then, so after that, then we finally get the the big match. You know, the main event of the night, which was AJ Styles versus and uh, so AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. And the way this played out, um, you know, uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura get the win. But, um, right. you know, what happened during this was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, you know, argued and right. fought and... You know, so Sami Zayn, like, left the ring for a while and yeah. just watched because Kevin Owens was yelling at him and telling yeah. him what to do. and Right, yeah. Yeah. What do, what do, you, what do you think overall of the storyline they got going on between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? Isn't it just a back and forth? They're friends, they're not friends, they're friends again. Because I just remember... 
part being them just getting back together as friends. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I guess it's good. The dramatic effect is good, but I don't really. Yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just I don't watch reality TV. Yeah, I just hope that they're not breaking them up. Like, I hope that even though they're gonna have to fight against each other, and they're obviously it's obviously gonna cause tension between the characters. Mm-hmm. But I like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens working together. Actually, yeah. Um, especially Sami Zayn, I feel like he benefits a lot from them being a team. Kevin Owens is really good all on his own. Um, and Sami Zayn's okay on his own, but I feel like he gets a lot of benefit of them being a team. So I hope they're not like trying to split them up already. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be too soon. Yeah. So, ho- I mean, hopefully they'll, you know, even after this match that they're going to have to fight against each other, you know, they'll still have some storyline with them, like, even, you know, I, ge- I guess even if they decide not to be friends, you know, this would be a direct feud with each other, so we could still have a storyline where they're still on screen with each other all the time, so I don't mm-hmm. know, maybe that would help, but, you know, I don't want to see them totally split apart. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess they do work well together. Yeah. Well, that was pretty much everything we watched. I already went over 205 Live because that was a shorter show. So, um, what else? Anything else you've been watching, Mom? No. Andrea? I keep calling my wife Mom. We <laughs> have kids who call her Mom all the time. And, you know, some of you other people out there who have kids, you might, you know, get drawn into the same habit as we where you yeah. end up calling your wife Mom all the time. Or, or I call him Dad. Yeah, yeah. So... That's where well that's where that's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I know you haven't really been watching anything else, but uh, because two weeks ago we had Raw twenty five, and like mm-hmm. I said before, I was uh, I don't think you joined me for that part of the show. You were sick mm, that day, so yeah. you you just talked with me uh, about something else. Uh, but I, you know. That part of the show, I was talking about how I felt like, because uh, Steve Austin and Vince McMahon opened the show, and I felt like that should have been ending, that should have ended the show, because that was like the best part of Raw during the Attitude Era, and they were celebrating mm-hmm. a lot of the Attitude Era, and so they were celebrating the past 25 years, Yeah, and that's when, um, you know, Raw and WWE was at its uh, peak, so I felt like that should have been the show closer instead of the opener. And then so this week they have on WWE um, Network, they have like the Stone Cold Steve Austin versus uh, Vince McMahon collection where you see a lot of their, you know, promos that they did together and fights that they had with each other. And so I've been watching a a ton of that. And that just definitely closes, you know, the book for me. in deciding, like, yep, that definitely should have been the show closer instead of the show opener because nothing else the rest of the night lived up to that hype, I don't think. No, um, that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, what seeing Stone Cold come out, mm-hmm. give the double bird, crack open beers, and, you know, guzzle like him down. Yeah, and <laughs> pouring him on Vince McMahon, giving oh, Vince yeah. McMahon, Shane McMahon. He's like 80 years old. Yeah. 
don't know. Why still, does he keep doing this to himself? <laughs> it, <laughs> he likes it, I guess. He likes being part of the show. Yeah. Taking a stunner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like, you know, definitely should have been close. And then uh, the only other thing to watch is the Super Bowl, which we got coming up tomorrow. You and I are going to a Super Bowl party. That'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Everybody should go out and watch that. Um, I know Andrea here. <laughs> she's a hater. She's jealous of Tom Brady, so sh she's not rooting for Tom I'm Brady. She's not a fan of Tom Brady. That's <laughs> it. That's yeah. all that is. Yeah, because she's jealous of success, so... <laughs> I'm a big Tom Brady fan. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm actually... I'm actually, for this one, I'm hoping that the Eagles win because the Eagles, I think they're a really good team this year. They have a chance to finally topple the, the Patriots, and my best friend is an Eagles fan, so I want the Eagles to win so that my best friend will see his team win. Yeah. But if the Patriots win, I'm not going to be disappointed. I'm going to be real happy for Tom Brady. I'm like some haters over here, but that's okay. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so besides wrestling, I, I'd say that's one thing I'd suggest you go out and do this week that isn't, you know, wrestling. What about you, Mom? I'm just going off the fly here. Maybe we should tell people, is there anything else that you're interested in? that you think sh people should check out this week that isn't wrestling related? Um, no. No, nothing no, else. I have no of. clue what's going on. Yeah, but there's no TV show that you think oh people God, should watch really? or I a movie or a book or... <laughs> pure enjoyment. I don't recommend them to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. Okay. I, most of the shows she watches, I don't watch with her because she does watch a lot of bad television. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. uh, I don't know. Are there any good movies coming out? I I would actually like to know that. I don't know. I'm just it's mean it's it's something that you. I'm, uh, this is Justin. So it's something that you know is good that you should t like. You'd want to tell people like, oh yeah, wrestling is great. We know that. But what else should you check out? I got nothing. nothing. Nothing? Okay. Go watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for joining us. See you later. Bye. Bye. Mmm, that's good stuff. <laughs>